Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of earnest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. I'd like us to pray together. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We bless you for your word. We thank you that you're able to bless us really good. May your name be glorified in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Act chapter 10. Verse number 34 and 35. Shall we read it together? Let all of us read it together. One go. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But what? But in every nation he that feared him and worked righteousness is accepted with him. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? But this morning, I'm actually going to be touching about Jesus, my first fruit. Please take your seat. Peter was speaking to the early church. And he made a very powerful statement about God. Because about that time, there had been issues with who to worship with, who not to worship with. There seemed to be some invisible lines drawn. Jew, Gentile, different, different sort of things. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. For me, that statement that God is no respecter of persons is so important and crucial to our work with God. Because for a long time, many people have had the perception that certain kind of things can only happen in the lives of certain kind of people. And God set apart certain people for certain encounters. But here we are learning and we are seeing that God is no respecter of persons. That means that even some of the things that we had come to believe that they are the preserve of the clergy sometimes are not backed by scripture. And so, if you are part of the laity, you have to understand that all of us have been called as a kingdom of priests and kings. A kingdom of what? Priests and kings. According to the book of Revelations, we are a kingdom of priests and kings. And because of that, God does not respect your face, the family you come from, 
God only has respect for his principles or his covenant dictates. So you see clearly in that text that Peter is saying that of a truth, you see, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. So this perception that Peter has is based on the truth of God's word. Are you here now? Come on now, are you here? It's not something that He's saying out of his caprice. Or he's not being whimsical about it. It's a perception born out of truth. And this is the kind of thing God is expecting every child of God. It's a kind of level God is expecting every child of God to attain to. That you will get to a certain level where you will be able to perceive God on a personal level, based on truth, that God is not a respecter of persons. Praise the Lord. That God does not, how do we call it in English? God does not discriminate. Praise the Lord. Ordinarily, you need to come to that level as a child of God that God is not interested in discriminating or being partial to people. And that place of encounter will help your covenant walk with God. Because there are some people who don't feel like they are good enough, who don't feel like they are powerful enough or they are loved enough. It does not matter how much you love them. They don't feel like. And so the feeling does not correspond with the effort being put into the, into the project. So you can be loving somebody so much and they still don't feel like you love them because they have a way of measuring how they are supposed to be loved. Even though you are doing your best. Are you here? Are we there? So, there are many people who God really loves, but they don't feel like they are loved enough. Why? Because of A, B, C, D that are not in place. The mystery, again, is that if it was a towel they were looking for, that made them not feel like they were loved enough. Once the towel is given, you know that human want is insatiable. So, another want will come on the table, and after a while, you will see that because of the way they have socialized themselves, they will still come again and feel like they are not loved enough based on that particular phenomenon. So we need to get to that point where we know that God is not a respecter. Everybody must have a personal encounter with God to come to that place where you perceive, where you what? Based on truth of God's word, that God does not respect persons. What does God respect? Verse 35. But in every nation, it's Ghana a nation. Wherever you are watching from on the social media also, it's a nation. Praise the Lord. But in every nation, the people God respects are the ones who fear him. <laughs> is it powerful? But in every nation, he that feareth him 
is the person God respects. Is the person God adds value to. Is the person that God is interested in. So we are all children of God, both believers and unbelievers. But God does not respect the life of everyone. The people he respects are the people who fear him. That's number one. Number two, put the scripture there. The people who work righteousness, they do what? Come on now, they do what? They work righteousness. And those people are accepted with him. Is it not interesting that the second category of people that God respects are people who work righteousness? That is to say that you can fear God and not work righteousness. I'm saying something so. I'm just beginning to say a few things that the Bible really wants us to say. That I fear God. I'm born again. Means I fear God. I honor God. The Bible said don't fornicate. I don't fornicate. Don't do this. I don't do that. But the don't do's are not the only things that are available for someone who is supposed to be walking with God. Praise the Lord. There are also the doables. <laughs> the do not do's are not, it's just one side of the same coin. So I don't do this because I fear God. I don't blah, 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 blah because I fear God. That part is there. The Bible said the fear of God is to shun all evil. You see that? It's a don't do. Have you seen? Hey, are you sure you are here? Yeah. <laughs> but there are the doables. And the doables are workable. <laughs> oh, I should do my own English again. The doables are the workables. And you see, the real meaning of righteousness is we being in right standing with God, which is attained when you receive Christ. At least, there's a word called justification, where you are declared righteous, or you are credited with righteousness, based on the finished work of Christ. But what Peter is saying here is not just the declaration of you being righteous because of what Christ has done or being credited with the righteousness of Christ so that you are seen to be righteous in the sight of God. But here he's saying that there are things righteous people do to obtain value in their work with God. Please take, take note of this. I have seen a lot of... You, you see that the older Christians who sometimes, not all of them, who did not make Christianity attractive, did not know how to do some things. That is why, for example, some people served the Lord and they ended up poor. 
Because to be rich in this life, you need to know how to do some things as a child of God. It is not only by the things you don't do. (laughs) So, one of the ways, for instance, the Bible talks about ask and it shall be what? Given. And then the Bible also talks about receiving. (laughs) Somebody say receiving. But do you know that receiving is not just an automatic occurrence? That if I, if I throw something right now, you know, most women cannot catch things. When you throw them, they'll be, they'll be doing, boys will just catch it easily. You understand? That if, if, assuming I'm in a position, I'm in a superior position to give you something, and I threw this one to Johnson, there is a, you see that he caught it. I throw it to the sister. She'll be she she catch it, but not everybody knows how to catch it. So if we were to be throwing things here, you see that some their own will fall down, and others will not know even what to. Me, I I I have gone to buy Gary before for my lunch, and I was sent also to buy charcoal, and I put the charcoal on my head. And the gari was in my hand. Obviously, what do you think? It's my lunch. And then, you know, because I used to sell to so there's a way you can contain the basket on your head without touching it. So I was just going, and the wind blew, and the basket was up. The basket of charcoal was about to fall. So what did I do? The medulla oblongata, involuntarily, Threw the gari away and kept the charcoal. When I finished, I almost killed the charcoal. I said, and my mother was not there. You just left the money, go buy your this thing, go, there's beans there, something. Gary is gone. Can't separate it from the sun. There is a way that we learn how to catch things that are not important and lose things that are valuable. And that's many believers even pray and they don't know how to receive. And if receiving was a straightforward something, oh, everybody would have been receiving things. That is why we teach faith. Praise the Lord. So, when it comes to this part, he said, they that worketh righteousness. That means that you can fear God and some things will still not go for you. Because you don't know how to work out some things in the right way. Are you here at all? Working, the, they that worketh righteousness. Means that there are things we need to work in the right way to make our lives add value supernaturally to affect natural things. Are you here? Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm teaching. I'm just starting opening this teaching with the fact that it does not matter what you think of yourself. If in the sight of God you are not working out some things rightly, you will not be accepted into certain realms. 
Say, those who do that, they are the people who are what? Accepted. So the don't do's are there. And the do's are there. And most of the time, we fall short of the do's. Because mostly the don't do's are intrinsic, immaterial. Don't fornicate. It's immaterial. That's if you have discipline and self-control, you'll be able to do a lot of the don't envy, don't bear false witness. That is not. But when they are talking about the do's, you're talking about sometimes mandatory stuff like tithe. It's a doing. Praise the Lord. It's what? A doing. First fruit. It's a doing that makes you work righteousness to enter into a realm of acceptance. I believe that that last part, you should really take careful note of those people that are accepted with him. And mostly, when the Bible talks about accept or acceptance, it's making reference to favor. It's making reference to a place of rest. It's making reference to a place of blessing. Praise the Lord. That's why it's not everyone who fears the Lord is also working in favor. Because there are things to do. There are things to work out. When the Bible says work out your own salvation. Have you seen that? Salvation is free. But when you receive it, there are things to work out. And one of the things to work out is that sometimes you have to come out from bad association. And when you do that, they will fight you. But you are working it. You are what? Yeah. Because nothing fuels dishonor before God through character than bad association. On your own, in your room, you refuse to drink. But as you go near some friends, they have a way of triggering you so that you move from Coke to Guinness. I'm saying something now. Friends can just fuel immorality. So, we need to learn how to work the righteousness. Because when you see that somebody is prosperous in the church, you may be wondering, what is it? What is it? Don't we all pray? We do. <laughs> we do. But there are things people are working out. And if you are not, you have to check the workings of people, not just their result. How did they get there? What did they do together? What did they sacrifice together? Most of the time, when we see that people are blessed, we give God the praise, which is correct. But you have to investigate what they did that is making you give God the praise. Look at what the Bible said. Let your light so shine. Are we not all light? Hello? Hey, why you, you won't talk to me? Are we not all light? Must light be told to shine? How is it that you are light and you are not shining? So, he said, let your light so shine before men that they will recognize your good works. Watch it all. Good works. And based on that, they will give glory to God. So, as we are giving glory to God, and we have to understand that, the undergirding thing is the fact that somebody knows how to do good works. And it is based on the platform of those good works 
that we are able to give glory to God for what has happened in the life of the person. It is not just a drop from heaven. Are you here now? Are we on the same page? That's why the Bible talks about faith without works is dead. That is simply to say that you don't work to secure faith. But when you come into faith in Christ, you need to work to express your faith. You can't be sitting down like that. There are things to do to show that you are a man of faith. You are a woman of faith. Praise the Lord. Are we we on the same page? Yeah. So, in this service, I want you to know that God has given everybody, because this, this test makes us know that God has given all of us equal opportunity. God is not a respecter of persons. That means that we have equal opportunity. Is that also? And there are people who maximize their opportunities. And some other people do not maximize their opportunities. But God has been kind to all of us. He's been fair to all of us. If the son of the fetish priest receives Christ and knows how to follow Christ, he has that opportunity. If the son of the bishop receives Christ or does not receive Christ, he or she loses that opportunity regardless of who gave birth to him or her. It is not based on who gave birth to you. It's based on all the... Please, let's watch a scripture again because I don't want to say something. But in every nation, he that feareth him and wicked righteousness is accepted with him. Every nation. That also means that the blessings of God are not necessarily location tied. They are based on your practices of his principles. If you are in Djibouti or Kevet and you walk with God based on what he has put down, you will see that in that same place you will be accepted. That is why there are people in Ghana. And even though um, in terms of GDP, America is way, 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 way ahead of Ghana. There are people in Ghana who are richer than people in America. Because in every nation, there are people who are practitioners of what God wants. And there are people who are non-practitioners. And the prosperity of the nation as a whole has nothing to do with your own prosperity. What you practice determines what comes to you. Are you here at all? Is somebody here? Are you sure you are here? Yeah, beautiful. You give me America, I don't want. I want Ghana. Some people also want America. But where you want doesn't matter. (laughs) There are people who have gone to America and struggling to put up a, a, a chicken coop chicken coop. Just struggling in America. Where people own estates. They are struggling to put up just a chicken coop. I mean, recently I was talking to some people. They were complaining that when they get to Ghana airport and they test them for the COVID, they take $150 and they were complaining that it's so expensive. I said, what What is $150? What's your problem? Like you are coming into our blessed country. 
and you are complaining about 150 quid, you are not serious. Who complains about $150 in Ghana? Hey. And no who say, Abrochile no bebreniska. And it's the same. Many people dress without money in their pocket. Am I going there? It's just a housing. You know, there were phones you could change the house, change the housing. People have fanciful housing. But there is no important contact on that phone. Now, I don't want to go into some things. Hey. Why am I, am I, am I looking down on people who live abroad? No. I'm saying that where you live doesn't matter whether the place is rich or poor. There are people in Togo who are richer than people in Ghana. One of the driest nations in West Africa is Benin. Very dry like hell. But I can tell you that there are people in Benin who are richer than people in Nigeria and South Africa. Why? Because in every nation, in every nation, the people who are practitioners, God will visit them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you here at all? Are you sure you are here? In every nation. So somebody like me, if you put me in the desert, I should be able to prosper there because I know what to do to make God add value to my life. When they put you in, in a place you don't want, question is, should you dry up there or you should prosper there? That, that's a question. That's a point. I, I was in Cape Coast. And you know, when you are in a place and you feel like you are doing well, it's in a particular level. And sometimes you are doing well because there's no strong competitors. So you can hold a monopoly without even knowing that you are holding a monopoly. But you see, the Bible says, blessed are you amongst women. And he was talking to a woman, Mary. That when we are comparing a man and a woman, Look Look at our faces as men. We look like we are the warfare weapon. Like the weapon of war. Every man's face is like a weapon of war. When they say man resembles monkey, they are not talking about woman. It's like for you to be a man, you must be fearful. So you don't compare apples and tomatoes. To know that a woman fine, put her in the midst of what women. Then you will see that Charlie. <laughs> the thing, no. So when you are in a place where 
you can enjoy a certain monopoly because blah, blah. then now you come into a place where you see that ministry is not only like whatever you think of, but like plenty of people are doing well. Then if you're able to do well in the wellness, eh, then you know, because when I was coming, so many people were very afraid for me. Because for a long time, I don't even like Accra. I just don't like Accra. I come and I'm running back to my base. I mean, it was so bad that when I became the international youth director of our church, I have an office in Accra. It was the first time the international youth director decided to be a youth director from remote place. I said, I was staying in Cape. Is it not international? So my office staff were there. And I was staying in Cape Coast. I come once a while. So it was a great concern for a lot of people. But the principle is that the God who blesses in the wilderness is the same God who blesses in the palace. And the rules are not different. If you know how to fear him, respect him, and work the righteousness, even in the midst of big boys, you should be doing well because you have a big God by your side. Praise the Lord. It's not a location. It's not a location. Hey, if we're just if it were just location, eh? there will be a major border crossing from central region to greater Accra. With soldiers there like Donald Trump's wall. Building the wall. But it's not by location. Tell somebody it's not by location. Tell somebody it's by practice of righteousness. So what is one of the practices of righteousness is what I want to teach you now. Working the righteousness. Working it. Because you can be there, you are not working it. And you think you are fine. You are not fine. And when God comes, he will be giving things to people who are working it. Tell somebody, really what you need to do is to know how to work it. So we started looking at a test in Luke chapter 2. Where we saw that Jesus is our first fruit. Now... Let's consider 1 Corinthians 15, 20. 1 Corinthians 15, 20. And uh, watch this carefully. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. So Christ is what? Is the first fruit. Is that not so? Christ is the first fruit. So anytime and when do we see Christ Being symbolically used as a first fruit. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 verse 21 to 24. And when the eight, when eight days were accomplished for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished. They brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Why? 
as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. 24. And to offer a sacrifice according to the Lord, turtle doves and blah, blah. So you see Christ being adored as a baby, as the first male that came out of the womb of the mother. So this is where we see Jesus represented as the first fruit, praise the Lord. Being the first male born child of the parent, he had to be dedicated unto the Lord. And in this dedication, where the first fruit is given to God, we see that there are benefits that came to humanity when Christ was offered the way he was supposed to be offered. So what the parent did was, according to the Lord, they were working the righteousness. They were what? They didn't say we are the parent of the Savior. And you see, they were not oblivious of who Jesus was. Who this child was. Prophecy had come to explain to them who he was, who he was going to be, what he was going to represent, and all of that. So they could have just taken advantage of the fact that, alright, since we know that we are the parent of the Savior, we don't need to do much, but they still had to work the righteousness. Praise the Lord. And when they got to working the righteousness, look at verse 30 and 31. I mean, last week I just said a lot of things, but in verse 30 and 31 I say, For my eyes have seen thy salvation. And this is someone, now let's read from maybe verse number 28 downward so that we can get who he's talking. Then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. That's why we said that when you take the first fruit and you present before God, you have the peace of God. Then Simon or Simeon said that, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. So anytime the first fruit is presented as a benefit, all other redemptive powers are also activated when we honor the Lord with our first fruit. My eyes have seen thy salvation. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What did 31 say? Which thou hast prepared before the face of all the people. So anytime we honor God or we present, and this Simeon is presenting Jesus on the altar of dedication. And he says that, my eyes have seen. So, in, in offering the first fruit, all the redemptive powers are activated unto you. In salvation. Salvation, another word means soteria, which simply means the sum total of all that God wants to give you as a child of God. Are you here now? So, when you honor God with the first fruit, you are activating the base of all the blessings that come to a child of God when God is honored. For all them who fear him and work at what? Righteousness. Is that dovetailing into the, the thing very well? Are you here at all? So you see that you can be in church and some things are not working for you even though you are saved. Paul talking, he said that you 
have a zeal of God, but you lack the power thereof. So it is not every zeal that is powerful. It's not every believer that is powerful. Are you here? So you can be serving God and you are denying yourself of seeing the salvation. Because the salvation is not just the saving power of God. It's also the providing power of God. Praise the Lord. Are you here at all? So the, the provision aspect is what makes our work on earth comfortable. The salvation aspect will make our stay in eternity comfortable. That you, you are not into domination. You don't go into hell. But here on earth, there are battles and you need resources. You need preservation. You need mercy. You need a lot of things. And by the way, let me say that. Those of us who are not creating time to be at the midweek service. I am running the series I started on the 31st night on mercy. And please, this year you will need a mercy. We are at part three. And you need to catch the spirit. The spirit you catch is what will determine what works around you. So please, make time. Tell somebody, make time. Time will not come to you. Make the time. And come. Yeah. The way people are perishing is, is alarming. We need mercy. Even this morning, I was just told that somebody just died. It's like dying is becoming very normal. So, when you honor God with your first fruit, you see that the base of the salvation, the redemptive powers have been activated. It's not normal. It's not normal. That's why there was a time where Brother Kafi was sitting and I was teaching. He had been doing argument with God on his first fruit. But when he caught the revenue, he ran into his car. Not knowing the money is in the cow. And he brought it. When he brought it now, some things started happening in his life. It is not normal. Because God is a spirit. So he works spiritually. So when you honor God with the first, your eyes will see testimonies that are controlled by the fact that you are saved in Christ. So there are people who are saved by Christ in Christ and they are still suffering here on earth. Because your salvation is predominantly to give you eternal life. I hope you know that. Hello? So whether you suffer here or you, you, you enjoy here, the, the ultimate purpose of salvation is eternal life. So in fact, to a very large extent, enjoyment on earth is a secondary matter. Uh-huh. So you have to know how to enjoy here because you were saved to, to go and be with him there. And that's why many people will suffer here. But I will still be able to go to heaven. Are you here? But you need to begin to enjoy that heaven here. We need to. And for that to happen, you need to know how to work the righteousness. That is why in the beginning of the year, we don't eat our first salary of the year. The salary of January, you can't eat it. You need to offer it because it opens the womb of the year. And that is your first fruit to God. 
Praise the Lord. When you honor God by giving him that thing, he now activates all the other redemptive powers. Healing is activated. Prosperity is activated. Are you here at all? Favor is activated. Anything the Bible has promised, long life is activated. Prosperity of the work of your hand is activated. Your children being blessed is activated. You see that all the other things have been, why? Because you have honored God with the first. He has to take care of the rest. So the issue of first fruit is a major issue. And your doing determines your gathering. Nobody is a reason for your problem, so. <laughs> it's your doing. He told Cain, if you do well, you will not be complaining. Sin will not come to your doorstep. And that word sin there, he's not talking about just not doing what is right. It's just bad things coming your way because you don't do well. All the patriarchs that we are admonished to learn from, they are doers. They are what? Not just hearers, doers. You ought to know how to do well in righteousness. You see that some people in ministry can even be angry with other pastors because it's like Omenya. <laughs> it's like Omenya. Some years ago, I went to preach in a church and the person who started that particular branch had died and a, a pastor was brought there. So the, the spouse of the bereaved person, the diseased, was still around with the children. So I was close to the spouse of the deceased and then obviously it's this pastor who invited me. But before the husband died, I was close to the husband too. Very big man. And the spouse of the big man who passed did not want to countenance this pastor who was pastoring there for some time now. Why? Because in her mind, Nukunabra has suffered and built the church. And now, no, this one is the one enjoying it. Let me see. Eight. Number one, when your husband died, you were given a big whatever for the sake of the man. Do you understand? And number two, as a child of God, you ought to know how to generate your own blessing by working with God. I'm telling you, the, the sky is so wide. If you see two birds colliding, one of them is mad, or both of them are mad. The space is too much. Somebody is not the reason why you are not doing well. It cannot be. Especially in church. It cannot be that somebody is the reason why God is no respecter of persons. If God wants to bless, he's not going to ask anybody before he blesses you. It's a private business between you and God. If you honor me inside, I'll honor you outside. Your manifestation outside is determined by your private relationship with God. 
It, you, nobody, nobody is the reason why things are not well in your life. You need to be able to generate it yourself. Praise the Lord. And this year, you will generate it by working righteousness. Shout a better amen here. So, that, is it a powerful point? Are you sure it's a powerful benefit? No, that's one of the benefits. That's one of the benefits. Let's do five more minutes, okay? And then we'll be fine. So, you see that there are testimonies to our salvation. And when a believer practices the first fruit, those testimonies come to us. Verse 32. In verse 32, it said, a light to lighten the Gentiles. And he was still talking about Jesus. And the glory of thy people Israel. So, he was still talking about the fact that he has seen the first fruit. This is the effect that is, it is going to have on the world. Praise the Lord. So, the first fruits guarantee a divine revelation for practitioners for the purpose of releasing God's glory into their lives. A light to lighten the world. When you honor God with the first fruit, it guarantees the believer, you the believer, having divine revelation for the purpose of releasing the glory of God in your life. That is to say that when he said a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people, it is the light of God that causes men to see the glory on God's people. Are you here at all? So people who lack revelation, they lack glory. That's why the Bible talks about that. Now um, in, in Corinthians, it says that as we behold him, when the veil is taken off from us and we behold him, we are changed from what? Glory to glory. You see that the light is what produces the glory. And there are people who can be serving God in the midst of opportunities and they don't have revelation on how to maximize the opportunity. They don't even see it in book. So you see that they are sitting in abundance and they are poor. Because they lack the divine insight, the divine revelation to see what pertains around them. I don't know if God is saying something here. Now, that is why the you see, when the Bible talks about the glory, it's not talking about the smoke. It's talking about, first of all, when the Bible made mention of glory in Genesis, I think chapter either 29 or 30. He made mention of glory in the house of Laban. When Laban's children complained that Jacob has taken all the glory of their father. And he was talking about the fact that he has taken the flock, the sheep, the wealth of their father. So when glory was mentioned for the first time, it was not smoke. It was making reference to material wealth. That has gone in the, in, the, uh, in the life of somebody who had a covenant with God. Working with somebody who was serving the devil. Are you here at all? So when we are talking about glory, we are, we are not talking about uh, some smoke. Or something. Inter- it is there. The Shekinah glory is there. But when we are talking. Anytime you are talking about even the Shekinah glory. The first time the glory was mentioned, you must find a way to link it there. 
That's the law of first mention. In scriptural interpretation. That is why even in heaven where the glory resides. There, that The glory also is the treasure box of God. That in his presence there is fullness of life. And there is goodness there. He said, my glory will go ahead. And all my goodness, all the goodness of God, they are stored in his glory. Why? Because the first time the glory was mentioned, he was talking about his goodness. So there are believers who lack revelation and therefore they lack the manifestation of the glory. You want to marry. How? You start by honoring God with your first fruit. The glory of marriage will show up on you. So you see that, but for that to happen, you need a revelation. If you don't have a revelation, everything in the kingdom becomes something that is like giddy, giddy, giddy. It's like the thing is difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. Hey, somebody asked a question from the UK. He said that since the COVID came and we have not worked for how many months? Is it nine months? <laughs> nine months, right? Um, how do we? Um, why do you even tell us to give first fruit? Is it me that said we should give first fruit? Me. No. And then the pastor said, you should plan for it. You see, the thing is that the, the requirements of God, huh, they are not burdensome. If God has not given you, he will never ask you to bring So, when, when people question, except for the purposes of gaining knowledge and information on how to do it right, if you question on the grounds of it's a bother because he is never asking you to give what he has not given you. If he has not given you, you have no business in giving it. Hello? Yeah, so, if God doesn't give you anything in January. Don't give anything. Except you yourself want to say, I'm making a decision to go into my savings based on my faith level to give. But he's saying that the first thing that opened the womb, if the womb has not been opened, there's nothing to bring. Is it difficult? It's not difficult. It's, it is so simple. So there's a possibility for somebody not to honor God in general with the first fruit. But the thing is that when you get to February and he brings you, that becomes your beginning. And you have to, so whichever way you think and you think, you will still honor God with the first he has brought you. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244-177-831 or 0204-161. 916-168 Experiencing Jesus Bethany Ministries